morning. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit that's here with us today. Father, we thank you even as we've been singing words to songs about you as a father who sent your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. And Father, the work that you did there, Father, has accomplished much. And we thank you that even then you decided and you just asked the Father and sent the Holy Spirit to be with us as well, Lord, day by day. And so, Father, I just pray right now that, Father, we would be open to hear your word. Father, that the words I speak would be your words, Lord, not mine. And, Father, that the Holy Spirit would just do its work within this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Great songs we've been singing, aren't they? Words so important. Just wanted to start with a little... um, I guess what happened to me a few weeks ago, I was working not here in Gladstone, but sometimes I go out to other places to visit. And I went between visits to have my lunch in a small cafe. And there was a lady making coffee at the coffee machine. And I was standing at the counter waiting to be served. And there was a few people sitting around, you know, having their lunches. And I could sense that the lady who was at the coffee machine probably wasn't having a great day. Anyway, she came across and she took my order. And after she'd taken the order, she went behind to the the open window that goes behind to the kitchen and called for help, but nobody came. And I could sense her getting a little bit agitated and then a little while later she was there like this at the window, tapping on the window. Can I get some help out the front, please? And eventually a young girl came out and... I'd just ordered a chicken wrap or half a chicken wrap or something that I thought was in the window of the counter. And the lady who was probably my age that had originally served me said to the young girl, can you get that out? And the the young girl looked and she couldn't tell whether there was a chicken one there or not. So she said to the lady, how do I know if there's a chicken one? And in a not a very nice voice, you know, the lady said to her, it's got a C on it. And I really felt at this time, for both of them. And I was thinking, you know, in my heart of hearts, I felt like saying something to the lady that had served me originally, but I knew that probably wasn't what I should be doing right then and there. And I thought to myself, why don't I say something? Why shouldn't I say something? And the reason being, I don't know that lady. I don't know what had happened to her that morning. I don't know why she probably wasn't in a good mood. I don't know if she'd had issues with staffing or short-staffed or whatever or whether something was happening in her family. And I thought about it and I thought, you know, sometimes we don't know someone personally, do we? We don't really know what's going on. And even though I felt for the young girl, I thought, no, it's not my place right now to be saying anything. But, you know, in our own lives, we need to get to know someone, don't we? And how do we do that? We do it by spending time with them. We do it by listening to them, observing, watching, finding out who they are, what they like, what they like to do, where they're from. You know, we need to ask questions sometimes to get to know them. My family, there's a bit of a joke in my family that I ask too many questions, especially when it comes to getting to know people. So I want to put their minds at rest. I've now got a list of 200 questions to ask someone when you want to get to know them. So rest assured, family, 
I won't ever be short of a question again as to how to get to know someone. We need to find out what makes them tick. But I have a question for you today. And the question is this. That didn't work. Can you swap that, please, Dorothy? It's actually, how well do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know him well enough? And I'm going to ask you a lot of questions today too, so you're going to have to bear with me because I'm a person of questions. Do you know him well enough to know the voice of the Holy Spirit when he is speaking to you? Do you know him well enough to know it is the gentle comfort of the Holy Spirit when he is the one that is comforting you in a time of need? Do you know him well enough to know the wisdom of the Holy Spirit when he is the one that is actually counselling you in different situations? Do you know it is the Holy Spirit when he is teaching you and guiding you as to what to do in life? Do you know it is the Holy Spirit when he is the one reminding you of things? You know those moments where you think, oh, I must call that person or I must do this or I must do that, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Are you aware that it is the Holy Spirit that is doing that? And do you know the Holy Spirit? Do you know the presence of the Holy Spirit when he is wanting your attention? Lots of questions, aren't there? Lots to be answered. So how well do you know the Holy Spirit? How well do you know the presence of the Holy Spirit? And how well do you know the power of the Holy Spirit? So this morning in my message, I'm just touching on these three areas. And I guess in a sense, it's an overview. Our theme for this month is the Holy Spirit. And any one of these areas could go on and on and on and on. But I just felt in my heart of hearts that this is what God wants me to do. And so, basically, just a bit of an overview today of the Holy Spirit. So, just like we have family and we have friends, and Dorothy, I'm going to have to get you to do that because this thing down here is not working. The person of the Holy Spirit is not a person in the flesh like we are. We're all aware of that, I think. But the Holy Spirit is a personal being, a personal being. The Holy Spirit has a mind a will and emotions, just like we do. In John 14, verse 15, and it actually goes up to 17, it says this, Jesus was talking to his disciples, comforting them, telling them that he is the way to the Father, and whilst doing so, he promises them the Holy Spirit. If you love me, you will obey what I command. And I will ask the Father and will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. And when we go down to verse 25, it says, All this I have spoken while still with you. But the counsellor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not 
be afraid. I love the fact that the Holy Spirit reminds us, because I don't have the best memory anymore, <laughs> as some of you know, but um, I try, but not always works. So it's lovely that the Holy Spirit has been given to us. He teaches us. He comforts us. He reminds us. He does many things. And it's probably um, politically incorrect these days to say he, but you'll find during my message I'm going to refer to the Holy Spirit as he most of the time, so it just comes easier that way. In John chapter 14, 16, it said, Jesus says, I will give you another counsellor. Now, there are two words for another. There's alos, which means the same kind or the same or kind, and heteros, which means a different sort of kind. So in this verse, it's talking about the former one, the same kind. So for instance, if I had flowers sitting on my table and they were carnations and I have flowers in my garden and I said to someone, can you go and pick me another flower? If they go to my garden and pick another carnation, it's the same kind. If they went out to my garden, they could go and pick another flower. They could bring in a rose. That's the heteros kind, a different kind. So in this situation, the word of God is saying that I will give you another counsellor. A counsellor who is of the same, that is similar to me, the same. It is the Holy Spirit being sent. The Holy Spirit that is being sent is like himself. So Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit that is coming to you is like me. The personality, the same kind as him. So we've been singing this morning about Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Well, do you know what? The Holy Spirit is the same kind as Jesus Christ. His, his love, his compassion, his mercy, he is the same kind. And we have the Holy Spirit with us because the word of God says, Jesus spoke to the Father and said, I'm asking and I will give you the Holy Spirit, the comforter to come with you when I go. So when Jesus died and was resurrected, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. And the Holy Spirit is now with us. In John 14, 26, the Greek word translated comforter, counsellor, is par... I can't pronounce it. I think it's sort of in Greek parakleto. A lot of us would say parakletos because we often say paraclete, which means one called to the side of another to counsel or support the one who needs it. You know, the Holy Spirit is many things. The Holy Spirit is a counsellor. He's a helper. He's an advocate for us. He's a comforter. So we can always rest assured that whatever moment of any day, we have the Holy Spirit to be with us. Acts 9.31 says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. And Romans 8.26 says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with, with groans that words cannot express. You know, some of the words being used in those scriptures, you know, being strengthened, being encouraged, being helped in our weaknesses are ways that the Holy Spirit supports us. Isn't it wonderful to know that we have all that? Every moment of every day that we can be strengthened, we can be encouraged, we are supported. 
Even if we're on our own, we still have all of that. I said earlier, the Holy Spirit has a mind. The Holy Spirit has a mind and intelligence just like we do. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 to 12 says, However, as it is written, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of God, the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So as you look at those verses, you can see that the Holy Spirit has a mind. He knows the thoughts of God and he passes them on to us. The Holy Spirit teaches, and I realise I'm giving you a few verses today, but I just felt that this needed to come from the scripture. 1 Corinthians 2.13. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. In other words, the Holy Spirit teaches us. You know, when I sit down and prepare a message, you know, I spend quite a lot of time just there saying, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what you want me to say. Reveal to me your word. Teach me your word. What does it mean? You know, he teaches us constantly, day by day, even at work. You know, Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. You know, help me to understand things that I don't understand or remind me how to do things that I don't remember how to do. So the Holy Spirit is there with us day by day teaching us and the Holy Spirit has a will. I'm sure all of you know, especially when you have young children, probably at about the age of two, we all know that even a child has a will. You know, we often hear mums say, oh, my little one is so strong-willed, don't we? And even as adults, sometimes we can talk about a person, oh, they've got a strong will. The Holy Spirit has a will. When he was speaking in the word about spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 11, the word of God's talking about the spiritual gifts such as wisdom and knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous works and powers, prophecy, discerning of the spirits and interpretation of tongues and speaking in tongues. And it says, all these are the work of one and the same spirit. And, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. In other words, the Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit decides to whom these gifts shall be given. That's what the word says. He gives them to whom he determines. He gives them to whom he wills. The Holy Spirit has emotions. Ephesians 4.30 says... Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. You know, when you do something that's contrary to the word of God or you know that it's not what God would want us to do or you know that it's not quite right, 
if, for instance, if you were just doing that in front of a box, a box doesn't grieve, a box has no emotion, a box wouldn't care less what you do with your life, but the Holy Spirit will grieve when we do things that we know we shouldn't, when he's asking us to do things that are of a godly nature and yet we know and turn and go the other way, the Holy Spirit is grieved. So the Holy Spirit, we know, has emotions. So, for example, you know, Malcolm and I have been married for a bit over 30 years and, you know, I was talking right at the start about getting to know someone. And, you know, when you get to know someone, you know when they're sad, you know when they're happy, you know when they're upset, you know when they're excited, you know when they need a bit of space and a bit of quiet time. You know when they want company. You know when they're grieving. And so you can tell when someone is all of those things. So just like getting to know a person, we need to get to know the Holy Spirit. And I realised as I was preparing my message actually how sometimes I have neglected that. Sometimes I haven't probably even thought about it like getting to know a person. But even as I've been preparing... I really believe that I've been seeing that our time with the Holy Spirit is just like that. Spending time, hearing, listening, knowing, learning about the emotions, the will, the desires, the the Holy Spirit teaching, all of those things. So that's the first point. Just getting to know the person of the Holy Spirit. As I said, not a person in the physical sense, but certainly the Holy Spirit has a personal a personality. And that personality lives within us because it comes from Jesus Christ. It comes from God the Father. And then there's the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives and resides within us. In 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Isn't that an amazing thought? The Spirit of God dwells in you. And if you don't know that right now, I hope you know it by the end of today, that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Not just this morning, Not just for one hour a day, but for 24-7. The Spirit of God dwells in you. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God? Oh, next verse, sorry. 2 Timothy 1.14. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. Guard that which God has given to you through the power of Jesus Christ. Guard the knowledge that Jesus lives within you. Guard his feelings and what he wants. And through the Holy Spirit, we need to guard all of that, the good things that God has given to us. You know, the Holy Spirit desires to be our constant companion. And as I realised and meditated more upon the presence of God, I really had a revelation that actually changed my prayer life. Because often I've just said, you know, we often pray, you know, um, Lord, we want more of your presence. You know, more of your presence. 
But I really realise that if we're Christians already, the presence of God is already within me. And it's within you. Everywhere you go, wherever you are, whenever, it is within us already, residing within me. The Holy Spirit is already here within my heart, within my being. So instead of asking to have more of his presence, I realise that what I probably should be doing is inviting the Holy Spirit to help me have a greater awareness of his presence. The presence is already within us. The minute you ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, the word of God says that Jesus had said, I will send you a comforter, a counsellor, to be within you, to live with you. So the presence of God is with me all the time, even if I don't realise it, even if you don't realise it. In those really difficult times when we think God is so far away, do you know what? Holy Spirit is residing within. The presence is already there. And I realised that I needed to become more sensitive and just more aware of his presence. But also, particularly, rather than saying, Lord, I want more of your presence, Holy Spirit, I want you to have more of me. I want to give more of me to you. And as I give more of me and more of myself, then I become so much more aware of his presence within me. In order to do this, obviously, you have to allow time. You have to have time to become more aware. Just like if you want to be aware of someone here, you need to have time to become aware of their presence. But in giving that time, I become so much more sensitive to what I'm listening to to the voices that, you know, rise above other voices to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, more sensitive to that. And I know that it is his wisdom and his counsel then that is deciding and helping me to decide and make decisions in the things that I say or do. Just like at the coffee shop, I knew that it was the Holy Spirit saying, don't say anything. And I believe one of the reasons was I could have made that woman's day so much worse if I'd have dared say anything at that moment. As I said, we don't know why the lady at the cafe was not treating someone else nice, but I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you don't need to say anything. You don't know her. You don't know what's happened. You could make this day worse for that lady. Um, The other night about a week ago Malcolm and I were watching an old Australian movie on Netflix called The Reef and it's about shark infested waters as you can imagine with the reef and a shipwreck and um, all a boat sinking and people who had to swim to safety in the shark infested waters and you know there were I just felt that this probably gives a little bit of an idea of sensing the presence of the Holy Spirit because as these people were trying to swim to safety there were times when you could tell that they could sense the presence of a shark. You know, they were in shark-infested waters. There would have been sharks there all the time. But there were moments where you could see that they were just so much more sensitive to the, the fact that there was a shark nearby. They were looking. They were listening. They were watching. And sadly... As you can imagine, in a movie like that, some of it wasn't particularly nice. But (laughs) it just gave me a sense of how close... Like, it just was brought to my mind that 
the Holy Spirit is like that. The Holy Spirit is with us all the time. But we need to become aware of him being with us. We need to just know that he's there. It heightened their awareness. And we need to have our awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit heightened within our lives. You know, the other day at work, and some of you will know I'm no techno whiz, I hate technology when it comes to the ins and outs of it. I can use it when I have to, sort of. And in our office, you know, um, I have a desktop and I was given this new Surface Pro little laptop thing. And so then I had to contact IT in Brisbane to get them to set that up for me from here. So now I'm on the phone to the IT guy in Brisbane and had a terrible phone line and could hardly hear what he was saying. And then he's asking me questions that I have no idea of the answers to because I know nothing about all this stuff. And I have all these big new wires all under my desk, all big tangle of all sorts of things. And I had someone in, a couple of girls in the office trying to help with everything. And honestly, by the end of the day, I just wanted to run. I just wanted to run. I thought, I have no idea, Lord, what all this is about. Like, I know I've got to get this set up. I know I have to use it. But at the end of the day, I had no idea which cord was for what. I knew they were all there and all these wires plugged in and... By the next morning, I thought, anyway, at that point in time, I just thought, oh, I just want to get out of here. I hate this. But in the midst of all of that, at that point, I just really felt the Holy Spirit remind me, I'm with you. You know, I was just about in tears over it because I thought, I've had enough of this trying to get this sorted. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, I'm here, Sandy. I'm here with you. And at that moment, when I became aware of that, I was able to just calm myself down and go, no, you're right, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are here with me. Together we can do this. And so I was able to just be more at peace in the midst of all of that and just get through that day. Admittedly, the next morning I had to go and ask people for what was this wire and where does this one, what's this really for and why do I have this one and what do I do with it and when do I need it? And I had to ring IT again and get more things put on my computer because I'd forgotten to ask for something really important to go on. But what I've been finding is that as I've slowed myself down and been sensitive to the Holy Spirit speaking to me and asking him, Open my eyes, Holy Spirit, to see what you're trying to show me. Open my ears, Holy Spirit, to hear what you're trying to say to me. Open my heart, Holy Spirit, to feel what you want me to feel. And so even in that moment in the office, that's what he was doing, making me more aware that I needed to invite him to be with me, to, for me to be more aware of his presence. He never left me. He'd never gone. He didn't go out the door just because I hated technology. Holy Spirit doesn't do that. Holy Spirit doesn't leave me just because I'm having a bad day. It's whether or not I'm aware of the Holy Spirit's presence with me. I learned a lot that day, needless to say, both about technology stuff. I went home and said I've had a day of learning but it wasn't just about learning about technology stuff. It was also me learning about an awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit. 
And I think we all have days like that, don't we, where sometimes we even forget that he's with us. So now my prayer is not so much, I want more of your Holy Spirit, but it's now more focused on thanking the Holy Spirit for his existing presence. And rather than crying out for more, I'm now offering more of me to him. Holy Spirit, I want to give you more of my listening ears. I want to give you more of my seeing eyes. I want to give you more of my heart. I want to give you more, I guess, of my compassion to know what your compassion is, you know. I want to give you more of me. Take more of me so that I will be more aware of you, Holy Spirit. And I find that as I do that, I actually become a lot calmer in the midst of chaos. So often, often our lives get busy, don't they? Anyone else like that? Have a busy life? Yep. Not the only one. <laughs> That's good. So often in our busy lives, you know, I just think sometimes we need to slow ourselves down and offer more of ourselves to the Holy Spirit so that he can direct us more, that we can recognise more of who he is and become aware that his presence is already with us. You know, we've touched on the person of the Holy Spirit. I've touched on the presence of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit, the person has a mind, will and emotions. The presence of the Holy Spirit, he is our constant companion, the one who resides within us, the one who desires to fellowship with us constantly, the one we become more aware of as we offer ourselves to him. But if the presence of the Holy Spirit is within us, then we are actually in a position to ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us. In Acts 1.8, actually, it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Samaria and in all Judea, oh, sorry, in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It also says in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, of love and a sound mind. You know, power is from the Greek word dunamis. So, Kerry, the name of that conference was dunamis. It actually relates to power. It's where we get, and it's like where we get the word dynamite from. So dynamite power, pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty strong, incredible stuff. From the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Saviour, then we have the presence of the Holy Spirit with us all the time. But the power of the Holy Spirit is what can give us boldness. We all know how powerful dynamite can be. You know, you look on TVs and you see the dynamite and you see the most massive building in the world and... You know, they're blowing it up to demolish it. It can destroy the largest of structures in just like that, really, can't it? We've seen it, the buildings just crumble down. So if we have the dunamis power, if we have that power of the Holy Spirit, then surely we are able to break down spiritual strongholds, you know, 
Dynamite will break physical strongholds, but with the power of the Holy Spirit within us, we can break down spiritual strongholds. But, you know, I thought about dynamite for a moment and I thought, you know, you can have as much dynamite as you want, but unless it's ignited, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to sit there. And I thought, we need that, don't we? We have to have it ignited, the power of the Holy Spirit. So we're able to ask the Holy Spirit to come and give us his power. We can do that. Acts 2.4 says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. As a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, people immediately spoke God's word with boldness. Who wants to be able to speak the word of God with boldness? One or two. Ben does. You know, I've been walking with the Lord for probably a bit over 40 years and I was actually a very shy young girl. So much so I didn't even like to ring up people in case I felt rejected at the end of the line. But, you know, the more and more I learned about the Holy Spirit, the more and the more I got to know him, the more I was able to ask for his power and his boldness that comes with it. And the more I've been able to share things to people to strangers you meet in different places. And it's not to say that every one of them gets saved. But the openings happen when we ask for the boldness to come upon us. Because when that boldness comes upon us, we give more of God and less of ourselves. Once again, you know, if we're nervous, you know, you can sit in a doctor's surgery and you'd be looking at someone and think, oh, I should go and talk to them, you know, or say something to them or, you know, like I do, ask questions. But once upon a time, I wouldn't have had the boldness to do that. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, I do. With the power of the Holy Spirit, many things can happen. So in Acts 2.41, Peter had been speaking and he said, those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. We're talking about Pentecost here. 3,000. Now, we find that so hard to imagine because we don't usually see that. But I'm sure there are people in some of the countries across the world that see that kind of thing happening. But even, I would say in my heart of hearts, to see three come into salvation in a day. How exciting is that? Sometimes we see that in church, don't we? But the power... So many accepted the message, were baptised, and 3,000 or thereabouts added to the number that day. In Acts 4.31, Peter and John had prayed to speak with boldness. In verse 31 it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Acts 5.2 says the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. You know, in verse 14 it says, More and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. How exciting would it be to have that boldness day by day, to be able to see that happening in our own lives, to actually have that boldness 
to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, let you know who to speak to, what to do. When Malcolm and I were in the um, UK last year, we were over with some people from the church over there and one of them was telling us that um, what they do, I can't remember what they called it, I'm thinking it was jigsaw but I'm not sure, and they would be praying and asking the Holy Spirit to tell them they would go out one night of the week and they would ask the Holy Spirit to tell them who to go and speak to. But they didn't get a name. They got a couple of clues. It might have been Treasure Hunt. I can't remember what it was called. And they got a couple of clues. And he was sharing with us that one day they were told, and I can't remember the names of the buildings, but let's say, you know, it was between Piccadilly Square and down at, you know, a particular theatre. So they were given two places. And they were also given something like green sandals. And those clues alerted them to where they needed to be that night. And they would go into that area. And, I mean, in your heart you think, my goodness, how are you going to find a particular person between here and here And, I mean, in the UK, like, you didn't see many green sandals. So, you know, like, are you really going to see anybody with a pair of green sandals on? But he was saying, sure enough, they would walk along and they'd be praying and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal that person to them. And then they saw this lady, a lady with green sandals. And they would go up to her and, you know, the Holy Spirit may have given them a word of knowledge or something and would go up to this lady and speak to her. And, you know, you can imagine in the middle of London, a stranger coming up to you and saying something, how would you be feeling? You'd probably be thinking they're crazy. But what they'd done was they'd actually written on the piece of paper the words that the Holy Spirit had given them about the two places, about the green sandals, And they were able to bring out this piece of paper and say, this is what the Holy Spirit has shown us. The Holy Spirit has told us to come and talk to this person. How powerful is that? Isn't that amazing? The power of the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. You know, some we could say there's a word of knowledge, but to get the right place, the right person, the right time... In a city as big as London is pretty amazing. That's powerful. That's the power of the Holy Spirit speaking to someone, someone being sensitive to the presence of the Holy Spirit, someone being sensitive to the word the Holy Spirit is speaking to them and someone being able to offer up their time to give to the Holy Spirit to see the work of God happening. You know, the offer for the power of the Holy Spirit is open for anyone. All you have to do is ask for it. My question at the start of the message was, how well do you know the Holy Spirit? You know, I hope after the message that you will have a heart and desire to get to know the person of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will have a heart that wants to give more of yourself to the Holy Spirit and have an even greater awareness of his presence in your life and that you have a heart that wants to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be an even greater witness and to speak the word of God boldly 
So my original question was, how well do you know the Holy Spirit? But now my question would be, will you let the Holy Spirit have more of you? Will you let the Holy Spirit have more of you? Let's pray. Father, your word is truth. Father, I've brought what I believe is what I believe the Holy Spirit had asked me to bring today. A word about your Holy Spirit, about the person, about the presence, about the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray now in Jesus' name that I guess in a sense it would just even get people to ask questions. Where am I at? Where am I at in my relationship? Often we talk about our relationship with God the Father and we talk about our relationship with Jesus Christ. But how often do we think about our relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because it's the Holy Spirit who's teaching us, teaching us the things of Christ. It's the Holy Spirit that's guiding us. The Holy Spirit is the one here comforting us, the one who counsels us. The Holy Spirit is present moment by moment within us. And I just pray today, Lord, that each one here would have a real revelation of the Holy Spirit within their life, that they will be able to ask questions about, do I really know the Holy Spirit? Have I really spent any time getting to know the Holy Spirit? Am I aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit? And how can I become more aware of it? And I just pray today for each one here that you will leave this building knowing that he resides within you, that wherever you go, whatever you do, the Holy Spirit is there. That's why sometimes when you leave and you don't do what God wants you to do, the Holy Spirit will be grieved. But the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you today. He wants to encourage you to know that he is with you all the time. In those moments of loneliness, the Holy Spirit is there to be your friend. In those moments of grief, the Holy Spirit is there to be your comforter. In the moments of uncertainty, the Holy Spirit is there to be your certainty. In moments of difficulty, the Holy Spirit is there to teach, guide and direct you. And in those moments where we forget and neglect the things that we should be doing, the Holy Spirit is there to remind you. So I just thank you today for your word. I just pray that, Father, whatever goes from here today will go with the power of the Holy Spirit, that people will come and ask you for your power to bring boldness in their lives, Lord God. Those that feel like they don't have it, I pray, Lord, right now in Jesus' name that they will have the ability to seek you out and to seek your power, seek your boldness to be able to live a life that is what you want us to live in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.